0: Hello, and welcome to this special interview episode of It's a Fandom Thing. And I just wanted to have a note up front since we are covering a film in this interview that Breaking Infinity, the very, very good independent sci fi thriller film uh, that we are covering in this, that I spoke with Zoe Cunningham, who plays Emma and is also a producer, and one of the other producers, Paul DeZera, that this film does not fall under the Struck Work guidelines. So it is not a struck work. It's it's totally independent. Please go support independent cinema. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that so you weren't thinking we were crossing the picket line or anything like that. Uh, and for all my sci-fi fans out there, because I know there are a lot of you out there, I really highly recommend that you check out Breaking Infinity. It is available on VOD right now. There will be a link in the show notes to their official website. You'll want to go there too because guess what? They have an RPG game for this and you don't have to have seen the movie to play the game and vice versa. Although I highly, highly recommend checking out the movie. It is a great time bending sci-fi thriller that I think you'll definitely get a kick out of. It's about a scientific researcher, Liam, who has become unstuck in time and must figure out what happened to him and stop the coming end of the world. And it's just got a lot of depth to it and heart to it. And I just, for if you're a sci-fi fan, I think it is a must-see. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy my interviews with Zoe and Paul. Hello, and welcome to this special interview episode of It's a Fandom Thing. On this episode, I am very excited to talk to Paul Dezira and Zoe Cunningham about their new movie Breaking Infinity which is a time bending thriller about a research scientist named Liam who has become unstuck in time the only people Liam can count on for help are his Dr. Emma played by Zoe and his lab assistant Garrett so welcome both of you thank you both so much for taking the time to speak with me thank you Erin
1: yeah thank you for having us on
0: you're welcome. And I just wanted to start first, what drew you to the project? And I'll start with you, Paul.
1: Uh, well, it was kind of the opportunity to work with Marianne and Zoe, really, is, it principally was the um, was the main draw. But the, the strength of the script, really, the script from the get-go was so strong. And I wanted to get involved in a, a science fiction project as well. Uh, so I'm a big fan of the genre. I've done lots of, sort of horrors and some thrillers and various different um other genres but um I I really do enjoy sci-fi so um but that's the, the script the story the characters the journey of Liam uh was just you know just stood out to me and and I thought I wanted to be a part of this really
2: and Zoe Cool. So uh, the great thing is, so Mariana Dean is the director of the film and she's not able to join us today, which is great because we can big her up without her <laughs> getting really embarrassed. <laughs> so I'd wanted to work with Mariana for a long time. We made a short film together back in 2016 and we'd been looking around for a feature, well, we've been developing several feature projects. I happened to uh, get access to a source of funding for a very specific amount of money, which wasn't enough to make any of the projects that we had in development. So we started looking for a script that would fit our budget. So Mariana and I, between us, read about 130 scripts uh, and we hit on Breaking Infinity. And like, you know, like Paul says, when we read the script, we, we knew this was the film we wanted to make.
0: Wow, 130. That's quite a few that you were trying to choose between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the script is really, really well written because that, of course, you've got to have the, the good script, you know, the, the basically the basis for it. And I want to know because with genre, unfortunately, still, I think sometimes people think genre films are not as deep or as impactful as others. And I found, especially with this one, you could really tell there was a story there of, I felt like, humanity and also human connection, especially between the characters of Liam and Emma. So I'm wondering, um, as an actor, Zoe, was that part of what really drew you in was to be able to sort of say, hey, genre film can tell an emotional story as well?
2: yeah well so for me that's my background so i'm originally a technologist um i did a math degree and i was a computer programmer so sci-fi sci-fi and fantasy like really is my world so i i know exactly what you're saying um i think science fiction is based it's about um using uh these, that like you know fantastical elements maybe from the future or te- technological innovation but it's about using those elements to tell the stories of real humans living now mm-hmm. that's that's what I think makes the best science fiction Um, and so as you say with Breaking Infinity there's um, a few different um, things going on that I think we all really relate to there's the concept of Liam's identity and actually Who is he and what does it mean and how can he find his place when he's lost so much of of his memory? Um, And then as as well, the connection between Liam and Emma, that they are, um, oh, I don't know if it's a spoiler. Let's just say they're experiencing the world differently from each other. And that obviously causes massive communication issues um, between them. So actually... Uh, I think quite early on, they know that they want to help each other, but they've got this really large barrier to overcome to be able to communicate.
0: Yeah, yeah, that communication definitely is is there too. Yeah, that, that, that um, you know, since there is sort of not to give away too much, but there are, of course, time jumps a little bit. So having to have that and mm-hmm. how they're experiencing that differently. Not gonna say how, but they are (laughs) experiencing. You'll have to watch it yourself. Um and so since it is sci-fi and you do have to have those special effects, but you are working of course with a with budget constraints, I'm I'm assuming. So Mm -hmm. Paul, what was like the biggest challenge there as a producer and the biggest rewards too as a producer?
1: Well with with the uh VFX, we always knew we had our work cut out for us really and um and the, with the budget constraints we did originally have um we we had somebody else attached and unfortunately they had to move away for the project because of um a commitment with Netflix and so um we basically uh put the the job out to tender um on on a couple of different websites we 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 had a load of submissions come in and we we all had to go through all the the show reels to see who would be the best people for the job, and eventually we um we worked with a couple of at Hong Kong, and um and I believe the other one was Pakistan and 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 so there was a little bit of a la- language barrier, but but to be honest, they did a very good job uh, with the VFX, as I, I think you can kind of see, and and um, um unfortunately it did take a little bit longer than we'd hoped, but. you you know when it comes to indie film you've got that whole kind of like quality um time cost you know and and if you want to have the quality and you don't really have the money you have to accept that that's it's, it's going to take longer otherwise you know if you want it done in a short amount of time with very little money you're going to sacrifice on the quality so quality was always very important to us um and so unfortunately did you know the 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 suffering sort of result was it took longer to, to to get the the job done but um but ultimately it's worth it in the end so you know you have to manage your um all the other different sections of the post-production accordingly you have to keep amending the timeline if certain things take a bit longer but um but ultimately i think we're, we're sort of happy with the, with the with the work that was done and and, and so I think that's the rewarding part of the job is that, you know, everybody looks at the VFX and thinks, OK, uh, uh, you know, they're pretty solid and they sort of stand up comparatively to the budget.
0: Yeah, it always seemed very uh, real, which... You know, can be hard to do when you're doing something like this Mm -hmm. where it is sci fi, but it all felt very real and grounded. And it never felt like you were watching some weird um, green screen type of effect. So, good job on that for everybody involved. So,
1: yeah, I I, I think the locations lent a lot to it. We were very selective with our locations, whether it was um, the the FI's building um, where we shot sort of. a lot of the scenes in like the hospital area, you know, we went out on the um uh in Wales and in the um to the mountainscapes and then we also shot at Benwaters Park, which is where the, the actual main like lab was. Um and so I think by having such sort of strong locations that really lent itself to the thing is it wasn't like we were creating like landscapes from from nothing they were all you know tangible things there and we, we tried to get as much on camera as we possibly could really
0: yeah yeah and and really great job on that because you would never I mean this is, it doesn't feel like you know sometimes you can watch movies that are um independent and lower budget and sometimes that you can really see that not as an insult to those it's just you can sometimes see it because there's of course those constraints but I felt very like I knew exactly where I was in the world. And it was easy to tell different things that you have to keep track of through the film and see where you are exactly in that time frame. So, yes. So really, really great job there. And I think also not only the script helps that, but of course the performances because Zoe, you you were fantastic in this. And it really, seriously, great, great job. And I loved your chemistry with Neil Bishop, who plays Liam. And I'm wondering, I know within with with their time constraints, you probably didn't have time maybe to rehearse, or did you? Or did you both have any time apart from filming to kind of get that chemistry down? Or
2: great question. So and thank you so much for the compliment. As an actor, um I, I can listen to people praise my acting for, for all, night, all day and all night, so it really really means a lot, a lot to me. So uh, we were really lucky to be able to attach Neil to the project. and one thing that um, I really want to stress about um, Neil as an actor is he's one of the most hardworking actors. Um, that I've met so there are a lot of actors I'm actually a bit the opposite I'm more of a I like to just rock up and get on with it and do a bit of acting but Neil was extremely thorough he had on set he had his script in a folder a ring binder all color-coded to show which section went where so he did a, a lot of work before we started filming and he actually was very keen to have rehearsals so that He and I could go through our scenes together, make sure we we knew where we were at. We're kind of like on the same page. And and like you say, kind of building that relationship Mm -hmm. um, before we even got got onto set. In terms of once we were filming, because we were on tight budget, hence tight schedule, there wasn't very much time for rehearsal. Um, but again, as actors, you you can choose to take the opportunity when the director isn't there to work between yourselves, which, again, like Neil's very keen to do. So obviously it's Mariana's time that's most limited on set. Um, so we were, you know, going through scenes like just together before we were going on set and so on. So um, we, we did what we could with the time available
0: and it really i i mean that the the I, if that didn't work i don't think the film would work if the two of you playing mm-hmm. off of each other the film would just totally fall apart because that's the heart of the of the whole story so being able to believe that chemistry you know and just the way you both played off of each other so really really great job yeah and, and neil was fantastic so yeah definitely And I wanted to ask both of you, there is a line that Emma says, and this when I just immediately wrote it down when I was watching, um, powerful people can do scary things when they're scared. And that line Mm -hmm. just really, I was like, oh, there's a lot. You can can mine from that. So I wanted to ask both of you. um, So what does that line mean to you? And did it have the same kind of impact on you when you read the script or when you were performing it too, Zoe?
2: I think for me, it's a kind of like a like a true dat line, you know. Like it's a so so much of what happens in our world um, that we think of as evil, or we we think of as people being self interested, or, or or you know, do you know what I mean? Kind of having this agenda. So much of it, I think, stems from fear, and that actually, when you realise that, that it's um, the people who you think are kind of maybe strong and fearless and going going out and, you know, t- to take um, Star Wars as an example, like the kind of mm-hmm. the empire, you know, it seems kind of strong and fearless, but actually underneath it all is fear. It's fear mm-hmm. of letting people live their own lives and um, have their own thoughts and and so on. So, so yes, for me, Reading the script, and then I loved being able to to be the person to deliver the line. You know, it's like a real like, this is this is the truth, Liam. You know, you, you better believe this.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it's the tr- it's the truth in the world too. That really is when you look at mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. And Paul, did it have an impact on you at all when you read that or saw? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, it's sort of similar to so I, I think you know, even in you look at various political situations you know, from COVID to the war in Ukraine, a lot of that is is run, you know, wars are started by fear, you know, and that could be fear of uh losing control or fear of, of failure really. But I I think fear does drive a lot of things in society and the way that different countries react or different corporations react you know, a hundred percent drives a a lot of decisions. So I think it is quite, quite, quite a a potent line really in that respect.
0: Yeah. It just really struck me. That's why I was like, okay, I got to pause for a second. So I can write this one down because (laughs) yeah, yeah, because it's, there's so much truth to that. And I don't think people really Mm. realize that, especially with the, when you were saying the evil, I think people use the word evil as an excuse to be able to excuse that, you know, you know, everyday human beings can do atrocious things when you've got that fear, too. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then, to me, it seemed like um, symbols played such a huge part in this movie. Like, of course, you've got the spiral, and, of course, I mean, infinity is mm-hmm. part of the title, but you've got where the lab is, you've got the number eight, but also the infinity sign. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm wondering, sort of like on the production st- standpoint of it or just like looking at the script did you want to make sure that those symbols had as much impact to the viewer and that they would notice them
1: um yeah no i, I you know the symbols were always present in the script um then then you know sort of in the production design side of things you look to sort of push those things further and look how how can we incorporate you know like the eight and the infinity sign and that kind of thing so I th- I think uh, I th- I think we we you know did 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 make a conscious decision to sort of push the that the symbols a little you know as far as we could without it being you know rap- hitting the audience over the head with a hammer you know
0: yeah getting the subtlety down with the symbols and stuff
1: correct yeah.
0: And then Zoe, when you were um, acting or having any scenes and if you knew about like the symbols being there or anything, did that play any part in your performance as well?
2: Yeah, very interesting. Like it it was overall, maybe not specifically the symbols, but overall the world of Breaking Infinity it was a very easy world to immerse yourself in as an actor. So the, the time, I remember being conscious of the infinity symbol. There's a scene with um, Emma and Liam are walking across the glass kind of bridge to the lab. And there's a, just a little sign on the wall saying lab's one, two, three, four, this way, five, six, seven, you know, infinity eight this way. And and I was always like really aware that we were walking past this sign and um, taking Liam to the lab. So I think that it's, you're maybe not directly aware of it, but it's in the background and kind of setting the scene for everything that happens.
0: Yeah. And of course you've also got the ink blots too, that you're working with too, when you're with Liam yeah. and that, which was a really interesting way to use ink blots because those tests have always fascinated me anyway, but using them as a way to access memories too, or not to give away too much, but it just, I, I really liked that too. So yeah, that really struck to me, struck me. Um, and then I've heard you have helped create a role-playing game for the film, correct?
2: Yes, that's right. It's probably best for me to talk about this one um, rather yeah. than Paul. since. <laughs> yeah. since. Since I'm kind of like over here on, on the geekiness scale, I think. Yeah. So um, essentially it just happened that there was this really um, great coincidence that my husband and I, who we, we like doing all kinds of crazy geeky stuff, um, we happened to start a board games company. And our, our one employee is kind of originally uh, an RPG designer And um, and we said, well, for our first project, so we're now starting on our uh, our game that's going to launch next year, uh, which is, again, loads of fun and and a totally different, different topic. But we're like, just just so just to see before we invest too much into this business to see if we can work together, let's just make an RPG for Breaking Infinity. So David Johnston, the game designer, took a system that he had spent many years like designing and perfecting the mechanics of it. And he reskinned it all to be the Breaking Infinity world. And the way he thought about it, so he had no specific instructions to do this. Um, this was just his way of thinking about it, which which I thought was very inventive. He created the RPG is a world in which Breaking Infinity, the film, could be a scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's totally independent from the film in terms of you can watch the film and it doesn't spoil the rpg and you can play the rpg and there's no spoilers for the film but also you don't need to have watched the film to to play the game um so it's a really nice kind of like loose coupling um, of the two but he really obviously he he watched watched the film early to be able to use it to design the game and he's really captured that sense of like government labs and paranoia and what's going if they've got a time travel lab what other labs do they have and what else can be can be going on so it is available uh, free to download from the breakinginfinityfilm.com website And so, yeah, if anyone watching would like to uh, download it and have a play, you are very welcome.
0: That's that's so cool. I just love that. I think that's really cool. And of course, I mean, my podcast is all about being fans of stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) that definitely helps. And um, I will put in the show notes, everybody listening, I will put a link to that as well to the website. So you'll be able to have easy access to that. Yeah, I just when I read that, I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. So especially having people involved in the making of the film involved in the making of the game i think has a a bigger impact really so awesome well i wanted to know this is one of my favorite questions to ask people is and ask both of you what did you learn about yourself as an artist and as much as you're comfortable with as a person making this movie paul
1: i guess that's kind of a a a deep uh question yeah I, I don't know i mean i've you know i've worked in the film industry for some time and i think um with every job that you do you, you you sort of learn a little bit more about specific uh departments uh their requirements and um and also as as technology changes and evolves like what you can do um in terms of, of making a film it, it always changes so um, I guess, you know, you're always learning from job to job. So I feel like I definitely have, have learned more. And it's always just a joy working with d- different people and new crew. So I I, I sort of, uh, yeah, I mean, as a person, I'm <laughs> no, not sure. There, there's certain things I, I've learned, like uh, r- r- mistakes. I, I don't want to uh, repeat That's for sure and corners I don't want to cut. But, you know, I, I just think. You know, you you're always learning, and and you've always got to be in a position where you're always learning. Otherwise, you sort of stay still with with what you're doing, especially in, in film world. So,
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I guess there is a certain degree of personal growth there for sure.
0: Yeah, awesome. and Zoe, um,
2: that's really cool. Yeah, because my quest, my sorry, my answer, I think is kind of the the flip side of what Paul just said. So for me, this project has been the kind of uh, pinnacle of my career as an actor and it's uh, achieved like my long set goal from when I started acting to have either a good part in a great film or a great part in a good film and um, and it's a long road uh, you know training I actually retrained from, from being a computer programmer to being an actor and it is a really long road to get it feels like anywhere. It feels like to get anywhere as a creative. And when I saw the, um, the cut of Breaking Infinity that, that Mariana sent to me, uh, so this is before the music, before the VFX, just the, just the edit. Um, I actually cried when I got to the end of it because I was just so emotionally affected by having been involved in this project and to kind of like see myself in the film and see what a film we had created uh I was kind of like beyond thrilled so for me the the lesson I'm taking is that we are always learning and particularly you know if you're uh if you're a driven person and you're always like finding ways you could be better and things you could do better you you can often feel like it's constant treadmill and never getting anywhere. But actually this film for me is, no, look, look where you get to. If you keep going, if you start out and one foot after the other, you keep going, this is where you can get to.
0: I love that. Well, thank you both so much. I really think everyone involved in this did such a great job. And once again, being able to watch a movie that's, that's sci-fi and, um, you know, knowing that the people who made it do realize that in genre film, you can have an impact emotionally as well. So, mm-hmm. great job to both of you, really. Thank you so much for for speaking with me, and thank you so much for for the film as well. Oh,
2: thank you, Erin. Absolutely thrilled to have have come on
0: to talk to you.
1: Yeah, no, thank thank you so much for having us on the show. This is this is always um, enjoyable coming on there. Uh, these types of shows and talking uh, as much about film as possible. So that's always a pleasure.
0: Thank you again, Zoe and Paul. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. And again, a reminder to please, please go check out Breaking Infinity. See the link in our show notes. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, and remember, we do have an open invitation to all WGA and SAG-AFTRA members that would like to talk about the strike, but please head on over to our website, it'safandomthingpod.com. Click the Contact Us button there. That'll shoot me an email, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.